from San Diego, California. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about breaking out of the routines when it comes to your recreational intimacy and having a solution when your spouse says, take me on a date. Nandy Traub had this to say about dates. He said, dates got you to a place where you wanted to marry each other. If you want to stay married, keep dating your spouse. We're talking about wrapping all of that in with our recreational intimacy in today's episode. But first, we start every episode with a hug. And a hug is really, it's an opportunity to, to celebrate what you're doing, to come alongside you and cheer you on as you're, as you're taking action in your marriage. And this hug comes from a post that was up in the One Family Private Facebook group that starts with, a while back, I posted about my secret spending. Mm. On Friday, probably after that episode that we did on secret spending. spending. Yeah. On Friday, I was texting with my husband about something else, and somehow we got on the subject of money. For some reason, we do our best communication on text. He kept asking me what was up, so I finally told him about my credit card bill that we'd had issues with a few years before. I didn't want to tell him because I was afraid of his reaction. My personal problem, he's never once got mad at me for anything. It's a good point to put in there perception versus reality. Something released after that conversation and we had the best weekend connecting. We even got a babysitter and we're able to have a date night. We talked about how many, we talked about many things about how I've been feeling with parent stuff. He told me about how he felt about a few things. He was so amazing with our daughter the rest of the weekend. He was calm, happy, and even funny. We hit a few pillars this weekend. Right on. I love it. Well, we know they at least hit two, the emotional intimacy and the financial intimacy. I will let you all, like if they went on a date, we've probably had recreational intimacy and maybe there was a little physical or sexual intimacy in there as well. Well, we hit a few pillars this weekend has an exclamation point. So I'm thinking uh, Pretty close, happened. four or five out of six. Yeah. You know? Let's go. It's a great weekend. Love it. And how special for this couple to be able to create an environment where they could trust each other to be emotionally vulnerable. And I think she brought up something interesting. She said, hey, you know, we, we communicate best via text. It's something that, you know, you and I have discouraged couples because sometimes you don't get that, that you don't get to see their face and, mm-hmm. and what's going on and the reactions. And yet here is a couple who's looking at their emotional intimacy and going, again, for those of you who don't know, emotional intimacy, verbal, nonverbal communication. Here's a way that they are able to communicate and have the breakthrough and strengthen that pillar. Mm-hmm. So go for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as Tony said, shared at the top of the episode, we're talking about recreational intimacy and dating and, and finding solutions when your spouse says, take me on a date. And, mm-hmm. you know, this episode specifically came out of just over the last few weeks, you know, we've shared bits and pieces here and there. Tony and I've been, you know, settling in, we had a move, we were, there was some travel in June and then a move and then, you know, just kind of getting settled and having our house all over the place. And, and, you know, we'd going out and spending some time with friends, but we hadn't really gone out together ourselves on dates, right? That special time where you actually know it's a date and just, you know, you're building memories, you're having fun and not just kind of like, oh, we're going to go grab a bite to eat. 
right? Which we've done. We yeah, we go out, we grab a bite to eat, we you know, we sit and have a conversation and and the truth of the matter is is that we are for those of you that are brand new, Tony and I are almost empty nesters. Mm-hmm. I put it almost in quotes. Um, we have one completely out of the house, although he was home for summer vacation. And then we have another one who has two years of high school left, but has a driver's license. Mm-hmm. So she has lots of freedom and, and works and sports and all that kind of stuff. And and so, you know, as, as we started looking at this concept of dates, it's not about time or lack thereof. It's about where's the intentionality Around it. Around the time. Where are we, you know, breaking out of our routines? Because yes, Tony and I will go out to eat. We'll sit there. We'll have a conversation over dinner. But it's it's routine. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, as I shared just briefly as we were hopping into this episode, recreational intimacy is just one of your six pillars. The other five being emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, and sexual. And I have to share with all of you, and I've told this to Tony so many times over the last few years, when couples are struggling in their marriage, recreational intimacy can actually be that pivot point for them getting out, doing something, mm-hmm. having something else that they're focused on, You know, whether it's a hike, whether it's surfing, and, and you can get into those conversations. It can actually be the one that starts to be the catalyst for the others. For the others. And recreational intimacy is your closeness and connection through fun and activities. So be going on a date, and that date could even be an active date, be it like you're out kayaking, mm-hmm. you know, you're out surfing, you're you're out hiking, you're you're parasailing together, or whatever it is that you do, but it is that closeness and connection between when you're having fun and the activities you do together. Okay, so just because you mentioned the word parasailing and we've got the Cancun getaway coming up next year, do you, are you dropping that like, a, you know, six months, eight months ahead of time? Just because like now I'm already planting the seed that we might go parasailing. That, we may, that, that may be that place where we get pushed out. Well, okay. I may get pushed out. And for those of you who don't know, coming up in April 2023, we are going to be hosting the Six Pillars in Paradise Marriage Getaway in Cancun, Mexico. We'd love for you to join us there. We have 40 spots available for couples. It is going to be amazing. It's going to be five days, four nights all-inclusive at the resort. You can go check it out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Cancun. Yes, and I I wanted to go parasailing. The only reason I asked that question is because I wanted to go parasailing when we were there this last year, and he was like, eh, I'm not really comfortable with that. And I'm like, okay, maybe just now when I say take me on a date, we might actually be parasailing. <laughs> because it's, you know, one of the things I think we all have to look at as couples is how quickly do we fall into our routines? Right. You know, we go out to eat, we grab to the, we grab the same restaurant. We often eat the same food at the same restaurant. We do the same activities. A lot of you have told us over the years, your conversations sound the same on date night, which also means that our engagement, how you and I are showing up on a date can go on autopilot. We Mm -hmm. know all the things, right? And you, I mean, some of you are nodding your heads right now because you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We do that. And sometimes that really can make it not feel like a date mm. because you're just like, oh, I know what we're going to do. We're going to we're gonna go to this restaurant and I'm going to order this and you're going to order this and we'll spend, you know, like half an hour, 45 minutes talking about this and then we'll hop in the car and, so, you know, whoever's driving will be driving and whoever's not driving will be on their phone and then we'll go home and we'll be like, okay, are we going to watch Netflix or, you know, are we having sex? And it's just kind of like, wow, that was about as exciting as, you know, I don't know, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 if it sounded like that happens here, because that does. Yeah, I, guys, I, this is again. Tony and I never come behind, come in 
be, get behind these microphones without being like, this is real life. Yeah. This is real life. We are not perfect. We are not perfect. But, you know, was, I, I love getting into what happens in our brains, right? And I've kind of been on this kick lately of just going, every time we were talking about a topic, I want to know what the brain, what the brain science says mm-hmm. about it. And well, I think a lot of it too is because there's just a lot of research coming out more and more around the brain and, and what it can do. Absolutely. Because when you do new things, your brain has to engage differently. And going on a date, you know, when your spouse says, hey, I want to go on a date, take me on a date, you actually have an opportunity. And I want you to think of this as like, you know, a big opportunity to impact the quality of your life, both as an individual and as a married couple. Hmm. Now, I, I know I just said, you know, just going on a date. But yes, and here's why. Research indicates that experiencing new things is essential for a long and happy life. And Laura Boyd, um, she gave this TED Talk and she said that every time you learn a new fact or skill, you change your brain. Think about that. Like every time mm. you do, because you do, because what happens is like every time we do something new, we have to create new neural pathways. Because the brain doesn't know what's coming next. We can't go on autopilot. So every experience in a new experience, every step along the way, our brains have to be engaged in that. I hear you. And I think the the big thing that needs to be shared, though, is we have to be willing to get out of our comfort zones. And I think as married couples, and you and I have been there and in this place as well, we do get comfortable with one another. 25 years married, 28 years together together. There are just these nuances in these habits that have allowed us at times to be like, we're just comfortable. We're good. We don't need to do anything mm-hmm. new. And I know each of us force, not for, not force in a bad way, but we'll, we'll encourage one another to step out. Mm-hmm. Like we got to try something new. We, and I even see this from an individual standpoint, from like a cycling, like if I do the same thing over and over again, I find that it's just sort of mind numbing. Almost, I, I enjoy the physical activity, but the route is the same. Right. And so I find myself at least once a week, especially on my Saturday morning rides, changing that up, mm-hmm. doing a different route, getting out of what I know. Oh, I know this hill here. I know this, this is going to you know, descend here. No, no. I need to change that up so my brain is thinking, is, I'm saying engage in a different way. That's exactly what we're talking about. And you know, what I found fascinating too, is that when we experience something new and like it, which, you know, more often than not does happen on dates, you guys do something new and you like it, there is a release of dopamine and dopamine allows us to experience pleasure. So you not only have this whole like new neural pathways, your brain's getting engaged, but you also get this dose of dopamine naturally occurring because the two of you are experiencing something new and liking it. And that is all good for your brain, which makes Mm. your life individually better and also makes the marriage better. Mm. Go on new dates. Like the brain science, like not just because Tony and I are like, you know, and and I remember when Tony and I were first, you know, we were in our mid thirties and and trying to like figure out marriage and do all this kind of stuff. And you know, everybody's like, just date your spouse. Tony, Tony tells this story like millions of times. And he's like, what do I do with that? Yeah. Right? Like I take her out to dinner. What's the big deal? But what I loved is when we asked you all uh, last week on IG stories, what is something you've always wanted to try on a date? And I love doing these types of questions on stories because you, you all put these answers out there. And then we hear from other people that are like, oh yeah, I heard that on a show. And, and so we decided to do it. Or we, So here's some of the ideas that you threw out. Axe throwing was again on there. 
Everybody loves axe throwing. We have not gone axe throwing. I really we, think we're going to have to go axe throwing. We have not. I think somebody in the uh, the Facebook private Facebook group, the one family group there, somebody posted up them out there axe throwing. They did. It was a couple that he, the husband had just come back from deployment and they oh, were doing that. There you go. Other couples in the one family love axe throwing so much. They have a big old property and they created an axe throwing That's right. space. I don't know. Alley. I don't know what you call that. Uh, vacations. Just the two of us. We're big fans of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to the shooting range. Going We've done camping. that. We got to do that again. Uh, sleeping under the stars. And some of these are going to work for you and your spouse. The, the, the cool thing about what we're sharing here, it makes you think. Mm-hmm. Camping, sleeping under the stars. I love how those two come together because I've been encouraging Elisa like, hey, we should go do this again. We used to do it a lot prior to kids. Um, even when the kids were younger, we'd get out. Um, now, that is not a, that's not an option. Elisa doesn't want to sleep under the stars. She doesn't want to be cold and she doesn't want to sleep on the ground. Now, understanding that is totally cool. The cool thing is where we live right now, we have the, the most amazing view and we're going to be buying some nice patio furniture so we can just sit out on our deck and watch the sunsets. Done. And, and that for us is great. So take some of these and go, okay, how do we make it ours? How do we make it our own? Absolutely. Some other ones, a cooking class. And you can have all kinds of variety when it comes to cooking class. Yeah. Um, a beach picnic. And this was followed with this next line that said, followed by sex on the beach. Probably at night. Probably uh, in, in a secluded area, I would suspect, you know, always adhere to your local. Thank you for the caveat. <laughs> local we, we are not responsible. And laws. Yes. You all are adults. Uh, a murder mystery dinner. We've done that. A candlelight mm-hmm. concert, a hot air balloon ride, learning to swing salsa or ballroom dance. I've been telling you I wanted to do that for some time. For some time. I have. For some time. And we did, but we did get that one. You did get that. I did. We just that haven't online, executed it. The, the online one. See you guys. I mean, we, we understand. And I bring this up like, hey, we, we've talked about this or mm-hmm. we bought the online dancing and we haven't executed. I, I share this. We, we've done it. We've done it. We have one move. We, well, we have, I, I don't remember the move anymore. I think, I think we started. We have one move. Okay. <laughs> one move. First, lesson one. We share this to just tell you, you know what? There, there are things that we do enjoy doing and we, and we do them. And, and even for us at times with life and the busyness and the fullness that we have, sometimes things get pushed aside mm-hmm. and we bring them back to the surface. We, we talk about it again. It's not that it just gets swept under the rug and we never bring it up again. It's, Hey, you know what? We did talk about that and we're on this marriage journey. So we've been married 25 years. We got many years ahead. Many, we, we read about a couple this week, both celebrated their hundredth birthday and have been married 78 years. 78, 79. 78. I don't know. They okay. got married at like 22. Okay. So 78 years years of marriage. And I just looked at that and I heard that and I'm like, wow, we have a lot of life ahead of us. And so in the moment, maybe like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're not doing this. But who knows? In five years, our kids are all gone. We got different things going on. Salsa dancing. There's plenty of time for us to just be like, yeah, that's what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. We have that opportunity. Many of you love pickleball and have talked about that. And so there's so many different so many different ways you can go out there, but always don't don't feel like you got left out because you haven't done it as yet. you thought yet, like you thought you were. Because I think we picked up that dancing thing a year ago. Two, but 
two years ago. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. No, I, I, I can't. Wow, two years. That, that oh, maybe by... it was a year and a half because it was a Christmas. So it was probably, yeah, it's it was year probably a year and a half. Okay. I just want to be honest, but you know, like there are other ideas that you and your spouse probably, I mean, this is not an exhaustive list, no. right? There are other ideas that maybe you two haven't talked about. And maybe there are other some there are things that are holding the two of you back from actually doing that. We want to talk about how to not only talk about those ideas, but how to make them happen after this break. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help from challenges in their marriage? That's six years of struggling and feeling like something is off, of wondering why you can't seem to change things. Stop waiting. At One Extraordinary Marriage, we offer marriage coaching with Elisa. Elisa coaches couples just like you wanting more in their marriage. Here's what one husband had to say. We were at the point of changing our behavior or going our separate ways. My wife suggested marriage coaching, but I was skeptical. I didn't need to be skeptical. Elisa helped us get to the core of our issues and gave us the tools we needed to have an awesome marriage. Now, our marriage is stronger than ever. Our communication is better. Our finances are transparent. We discovered date nights again, and our sex life is wow. If you think marriage coaching isn't for you, I promise that if you are committed to making a change, that is exactly the road you should take. Apply for coaching at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Don't wait six years. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. We're back and we're talking about how to change things up when your spouse says, take me on a date, Mm -hmm. take me on a date. And you know, again, that list that we just gave you was not exhaustive you actually need to have the conversation with your spouse. What is something you've always wanted to do? Ask them the question. What is something you've wanted to do on a date that we haven't done yet? Find out. Okay. I got a question though. I have a question. What ends up happening okay. when your spouse, you say that, hey, what do you want to go do? And your spouse has no answer. And they're, and they're just like, I don't care, whatever, or I really don't want to do anything. I don't, the, the excuses come up. So the excuses do come up. That's usually a sign there's something going on in the marriage. I, I'm straight up that one of two things is happening there. You, you've gotten so into your, your routine and your comfort zone that like all creativity, remember the brain actually needs creativity and doing different things that you actually need a jump start. Mm. right? That might be where you need to, you need to use a resource like the date night done right guide Mm -hmm. to be able to give yourselves permission to brainstorm. Sometimes you just have to brainstorm. You're so used to doing the same things. Some of you may actually need to. Can I just say something? Our date night done right is one of our marriage toolbox guides that helps you to go, okay, let's go through this activity. So we're not just sitting here face to face and you need to tell me what you want to do, but you go through these, 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 sections that help you guys determine what you want to do. And if you want to check that out, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash date night. I'll also have a link here in the episode notes for you. Because sometimes you just need to, you need to brainstorm because maybe you don't know, maybe, maybe you listen to this episode and you're like, okay, wait, axe throwing, but I want to do that. No, not really. Uh, parasailing. Yes. A cooking class. What kind of cooking? Like you might need to actually Google date night ideas, date ideas, things to do in my area. Because it's okay. You get into those routines. We're just busting out the routines. Mm -hmm. Don't stay in this place of saying, I don't know. If it's because of the fact that there's some stuff going on in your marriage that you haven't addressed and you don't want to spend that time together, that aspect of recreational intimacy where the two of you are spending time together, then it might be time to take action to address why you don't want to spend time together. And here's what you had to say. Here's what you, the one family, had to say around this on why you don't go on these dates, why you don't change it up. 
My spouse doesn't do things that doesn't interest him or her. We feel guilty if we spend money and it's not on the kids. Let me just say something here. And having two of our own, we, I think, have been in that place as well. One of the things that we have had to do over the years and remind ourselves, the priority is our marriage. The kids are going to grow up and they are going to leave. And one of ours has and one is right behind. And so prioritizing our marriage and making sure that at least once a month, even in those time periods when like, the focus was a lot on our kids, even once a month just doing something for us, I think really paid off. And I can say that now going into our 26-year marriage. Work. We've struggled to find someone we trust with our kids. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can get into really looking at what are those dates that you can do at home. We have a lot of folks in the one family, whether they've got young kids and they don't trust anyone or they don't have anyone close to watch their kids or because of schedules and finances mm-hmm. and whatnot, doing at-home dates absolutely can really become that resource for the two of you to continue to strengthen your marriage no matter what season you're in. And we've we've been there. We've some, of my, some of my most favorite memories are still our date at homes. I, really, I, I, I say it, but I do not know why, but those are the memories that I think I'm going to latch on to until the, my last breath with Elisa. And I mean, I love them. And, and they, those dates, they don't need to be extravagant. They don't. Some of the most extravagant ones I think we've gone on, I, I, I probably barely remember them. But the ones that we've done at home and the, when the kids were young and we would just sit on our living room floor with the, with the candlelight, the, you know, the room lit with candles and, and just some music on and us just eating and then playing Yahtzee afterwards. And trying not to wake up the kids. And not trying to wake up the kids with Yahtzee. Yeah, yeah. it probably would have been a good time to have Monopoly deal yeah, back been, in the day. But, yeah. but we didn't. So don't poo-poo those date at homes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just... I can't remember the last dates we did in probably the last two or three months, but man, these dates that we did 15 years ago. I'm glad I peaked early. I peaked early. Wow. (laughs) But a lot has happened and I'm just saying a lot has happened in the last two or three months, but, but it it is those, those, those at home dates are just, just so important. And, and I, I would make sure you're doing them. We did do a whole episode on that, how to date at home. It's episode 561. I'm going to put it here, the link here in the episode notes. Go listen to that one. Go see the ideas that many others in the one family shared with us. And I want to, I want to come back and, you know, actually address one of the other objections um, or obstacles, I guess is a better word. And, And that's the idea that my spouse doesn't do things that don't interest him or her. And and I want to come back to this and I just want to, I, I want to put this out there and I get it. We get comfortable in our own places. We get comfortable doing our own things. We get comfortable with our own interests. Tony and I have some very different interests in the world that I would never, like, I'm never getting on a bike with him, you guys. It's just not happening. Mm, it's nope. it's actually better for our marriage that I don't. And it's better for our marriage that he does have that space to get on his bike. I'm not interested. Right. Right. And, and if he asked me to go for a bike ride, first of all, I would fall over laughing. But I, I'm not interested. And, I, and again, recreational intimacy, again, is is the fun and activity. So for some of you, you, you dig it. I mean, I go out and I see couples on tandems. All the time. Oh, all, my gosh. And, and I'm like, yeah, you guys are rock stars. I would never do that with the, Elisa. The idea of us being on a tandem is laughable. Yeah, it's just not something we would I just don't do. have the endurance or the strength that he does, and, and I would make him crazy. <laughs> um, but, but I want to come to this place. And if you're the spouse who is hearing this, you know, I'm just, I'm not interested, so I'm not going to do it. 
this is a place where the two of you can really, you know, have an opportunity for growth and get creative and go, what, how can we modify the idea? Maybe there's a bridge. Maybe there's a way, you know, like I, I tell this all the time when somebody's got cooking class on there, but their husband's like, I am not going to a cooking class. You gotta be kidding me. But he is like the grill master. I'm like, go find, go find a grilling class because that might be something that piques his interest. But at the end of the day, if I can speak to the other spouse, who's like, well, I just don't want to do things that, d- that don't interest my spouse. Don't be uninterested in your spouse. If you're not interested in what your spouse wants to do, if you're not interested in who your spouse is, somebody else will be. Mm. A- and I'm just, I- I'm putting it out. I have to, I can't finish this episode and not tell you that. Being interested in what your spouse is interested in and just trying it. You know, like in all honesty, Tony wants to get back into, you know, hiking and backpacking and well, yeah. more, more the hiking. Okay. I don't know if I need to get the backpack. Right. And, and we're now in literally we moved three miles from one house to another and it's very hilly around. I didn't realize how much hillier three miles made a difference where we are here in San Diego. And I've actually started on my own walks as I'm going up and down these hills. I'm like, oh, maybe I can get back into hiking again with him. But for years, you guys, for years, I have said, dude, I'm not interested in hiking with you. It's hot. It's sweaty. I'm uncomfortable. It's dirty. Like all, like my list of excuses is a mile long. But the reality is, is that I still need to stay curious. I still need to stay engaged. I still need to stay involved in, in spending that time with Tony. Is it my favorite? No. But the man goes to coffee shops with me, even though he doesn't drink coffee and hasn't for like four years. He's not necessarily interested in going to a coffee shop, but he's interested in spending time with me. And at the end of the day, going out on a date, having that time where the two of you are fostering your recreational intimacy, which spills into the emotional and the physical and the financial and, you know, sometimes even the sexual, depending on if we're like got a little sex on the beach or in the tent or wherever it might be. That is about building that closeness and connection that comes from having fun together, building memories, having new experiences. It's good for your brain. It's good for your marriage. And it's good for you as a person cultivating that within yourself. Yeah. You know, recreational intimacy, just like the five others in the six pillar of intimacy are important and you can strengthen it. You can strengthen it. You get to choose. You have a choice. Maybe this week, what you guys need to choose to do is going, Hey, how often this each month do we want to go do something new and different and get out of our comfort zone? For some of you, maybe once. For some of you, maybe once a week. This week, just sit down and ask one another. Put it on your calendar. Look at your calendars and start scheduling it in. That's what Elisa and I have done for years. We put it on our calendar and nothing comes in. It doesn't matter because that's our time together. That's how we strengthen our recreational intimacy. That's how we prioritize our marriage and that's how we grow. And so this week, I would encourage each of you to go and just sit down and go, how many times a month can we get out and strengthen our recreational intimacy through something fun or some sort of activity? You guys go have yourselves a fantastic week. We can't wait to hear about all the fun things that you're going to do. Don't forget, you can send them to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We'd love to share them with the one family. Have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.